Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate with Brian Pham, where we interview real estate professionals around the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a very positive review. We release an episode every single Sunday, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate. This week we have Evan Quinn. What's up? Hey Evan, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming to my bedroom. Definitely, dude. <laughs> We're inside Evan's bedroom in his Airbnb right now, recording this before his uh, extravagant party. I'm uh, super excited to have him on the show. So a little bit about Evan. He's a real estate investor, uh, more focused on Airbnb in the San Jose Bay Area. Um, but I'll let Evan take it away, man. Oh, uh, thanks for having me, Brian. Hey, been watching you guys uh, mm-hmm. growing, and the, the uh, Asian Hustler Network is really, uh, I think, an, uh, an inspiration for a lot of people. Yeah. And thanks for doing something like that. But yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a real estate investor. I've uh, been in the business for over 16 years now. Oh, wow. I started back in high school. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally, right out of college, I uh, joined uh, the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Started with uh, Countrywide as a loan officer, so I get to learn everything on the financial side of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important aspect because when you uh, doing a real estate deal, it's really important to know how to finance it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, structure anything that is financeable. So uh, you know, fast forward to now, I'm a real estate broker at Keller Williams. Uh, about nine months ago, we launched a company called Gold Property Hub, mm-hmm. and a company primarily focused on short-term rental corporate housing. And you're here today at one of our uh, uh, just finished products. So literally, mm-hmm. the cleaner just left like not a couple hours ago. Uh, this house was a, a big mess. We we bought it. It's a burr model. Mm-hmm. We uh, found it through an off-market deal mm-hmm. uh, to network like this. You guys come to some of our events. We meet some of the people. We end up doing deals together. So this deal happened to be with one of the real estate agents um, that kind of know about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice thing about us is that a uh, lot of flippers are looking for that fat margin, yeah. right? And nowadays, it's really difficult to Definitely. find a deal that Bay Area. with some meat and the bone, correct? Bay mm-hmm. Area is very difficult. Other area, you look more of a higher risk, right? Mm-hmm. So um, now, you know, so they, they come to us because they know that we don't need that much meat on the bone as mm-hmm. long as the property is uh, fits what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So this property right here, um, it's situated in uh, downtown San Jose, borderline of Willow Glen, which is a you know upper end area. Mm-hmm. Uh, six minutes away from the new Google Village, going to be about five six years from now. Uh, you know, like eight dollar Uber ride to downtown bar mm-hmm. hopping lifestyle. So it's yeah. a really cool spot. Um, you know, it's charming, over hundred years old duplex. And mm-hmm. when we picked this up, about eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. We picked it up. It was just a bone. Really, uh, we had to strip everything out. Mm-hmm. The, the property was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I have some of the uh, old photos. Um, really, we had to gut the house inside out mm-hmm. and uh, start over. So, six month through the process, uh, we're now able to convert this into a uh, seven bedroom, mm-hmm. three bath, um, with breakout into uh, what we call it um, a hybrid model for Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's hybrid model is you're sitting in one of our bedrooms right now. It's fully luxury decked out room. Yeah. Um, so this room right here, we do room to room rental, mm-hmm. and that's how we maximize the income. That's awesome. Yeah. And the bottom floor where we just came from, uh, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a whole uh, unit rental. Yeah. Uh, why is that? Because people sometimes look at different products for their travel leisure. Some people travel as a group and they want to stay at the whole house. Mm. Uh, they want uh, privacy, things like that. And some mm. people would get more on the budget travel. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're here uh, 
concentrate here in downtown San Jose, we have a lot of high tech people, uh, healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking for a place to stay, you know, a month or two during their project, their job, or anything they're doing. And this is very affordable to them. I mean, $89 a night or very affordable. Uh, very affordable. You can go to a hotel, get about the same rate, but you don't have access to a kitchen. Uh, you, you don't, it's not like a private home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, you have a, a private backyard, mm-hmm. yeah, washer and dryer, uh, you know, park the car anywhere you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, fast speed internet, yeah. private. You, you don't have to use the public Wi Fi, and the hotel sometimes charge you for faster Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. We're running at 200 megs here for free. Mm-hmm. So, these are some of the things that we provide to any type of uh, travel leisure business or personal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a great envi- environment. And our business model is really, you know, providing quality home away from home. That's how really we got started. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's one thing I really like about how you explained it because you're renting in your Airbnb out by rooms. Right. And honestly, you don't have to rent the entire house to make that profit. Each right. room itself produces its own individual income. And that, that's amazing, dude. I mean, you have a well, The cool thing about this is that you're you're maximizing the profit, but also raising the uh, occupancy rate. Yeah. Because if I do a whole house rental, mm-hmm. do a short-term rental, and sometimes I don't have enough bookings, I mm-hmm. have vacancy. Mm-hmm. And that vacancy costs money, yeah. right? So we really have to break down this model, do room to room, and we always have someone staying here. Yeah. So that way, that, that's why uh, the occupancy is there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So for example, if we do a whole house, uh, it would be maybe roughly about two, 200, 250 a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus we do room to room, we can make you know eighty nine dollars a night. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's that's of course give us uh, a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, return, but also uh, increasing our occupancy rate. Definitely. So, what was the inspiration behind this this project? How did you come up with this idea? Did you have any experience before? You know, it's really funny. Uh, shout out to Tom, struggle mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom and I usually live together. Uh, he stayed one of my room, and uh, finally, he he bought a place in Santa Clara. He uh, started this uh, uh, pretty much uh, room and room rental type mm-hmm. of things. And uh, Tom, but you know what? You should try Airbnb. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, it, it was like a room in the back of my house, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I was really reluctant to have someone. Yeah. Uh, you know, stranger, stay in the back of your mm-hmm. house. But again, go back to, you know, back then we used to take taxi, and then yeah. all of a sudden now we just click a button and hop in the back of someone's car. You know what yeah. I mean? So the whole Uber concept, and then back then Airbnb was a little bit uh, new. So I tried it out with my house yeah. and uh, with one bedroom. And this, this for folks that are listening, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to cut down the cost of living in mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. So, uh, you know, we have a bedroom in the back and, you know, if I rent it to a long-term tenant, I'll get maybe roughly a thousand a, a month mm. for sharing that room out. But through Airbnb, I was netting about 22, 2400 uh, on the monthly basis. That's double. Yeah. That's double. And it was so easy. Um, mm-hmm. And I start, I start doing everything myself, setting it up. And uh, it's always like this. All of them yeah. is, is details, and we have thank you mm-hmm. car. We have uh, we pay attention to very detailed mm-hmm. for anyone to come and travel. They want to stay here for uh, a, a length of time, like a month or more. They yeah, want to be yeah. comfortable, right? Yeah. So you know, room we provide everything, and mm-hmm. then it started. It started hit, and then our room got to Airbnb Plus, and it was making good money. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, that how that room paid for almost. Entire mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, and that's how it really got started. Yeah. I wanted to create more uh, passive income. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it really kind of look into anyone that can help me manage that that room because we don't want to mm-hmm. clean ourselves. Yeah. So, going through that process kind of led us to starting our own company yeah. because we wanted to control the whole entire process. Mm-hmm. So now we own the cleaning company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a handyman company that takes care of all our properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool thing is that. Um, now it's totally passive income. Yeah. Like 
this house right here, I bought it for uh, eight fifty. Okay, we put three hundred thousand into it. Actually. Oh wow, Jeez, so it's a lot, a lot of money. money, man. It's a lot of money, man, yeah. because um, that's just anything with the CD sounds day nowadays. Uh, this this I mean, CD sounds day right now considered to be the most expensive for construction mm -hmm. uh, nationwide. Yeah, I, I definitely everything everything is booming right now. Yeah. Um, so with that, the cost jumped uh, quite a bit in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it cost us three hundred thousand. So you do the math. Uh, what bought for eight fifty? Uh, um, uh, you know, put three hundred thousand to it. That's so almost like a million one and a half. Yeah. Uh, this one will appraise roughly about one point five. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have some equity in there now, but we're refinancing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, take the money back, pay off some of the investor, and keep the property. Mm -hmm. This house right here can perform roughly about sixteen thousand a month. Wow. So that will cover all of our mortgage and make a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if, if you folks, you know, ever wanted to do house hacking, you can buy a place like this with a lot of rooms, mm -hmm. um, create privacy for yourself, and then mm -hmm. Airbnb or short term rental is it out, and you can cut down the cost of your living. Definitely. I want to highlight that this will also work in other cities as well. Yes. So, not just the Bay Area, it's a great way to cover your mortgage and it's for free. Absolutely. So, definitely, man. Absolutely. Especially a city like uh, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, if you live on premise, uh, mm -hmm. the host or the owner, uh, you are allowed to do uh, Airbnb on yeah. your property. So, look into that. Um, you know, I have meetups here and there that people can come by and yeah. talk to them more, write mm -hmm. down uh, the different models that we mm -hmm. have. Uh, it's funny when we started out, just straight up hustling, dude. Um, yeah. When we first started out, we want to make the most money, so we got a house and we put bets everywhere. <laughs> Before we knew that, yeah. you know, you're not allowed to put bets in random places, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's a maximum of occupancy. But again, you know, I, I am a byproduct of all my mistakes. I, I learn, I make mistakes, and I learn, and then I improve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we first started out, uh, we did we did hostel style. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, hostel style is like sixteen beds. <laughs> I have I have four beds, uh, yeah. two bunk beds in the living room. Oh, wow. And my living room, uh, typically when you rent your house out, yeah. you only charge people on the long term basis. You only mm -hmm. charge people by the bedroom that you have, with three bedroom, two bath. Yeah. And you you have your rent value there. Mm -hmm. But for us in the living room, we, we threw a bunk bed in there. We were averaging about three thousand a month. That was God. crazy. Yeah, that's that was, awesome, man. That's yeah, crazy. So I went out and I launched like five properties like that, all yeah. awesome style, and it got really crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, our staff was going crazy because too many in and out cleaning problems. Mm -hmm. And from there, we're starting to you know collect all the mistakes yeah. and, and improve. And then now we got into the, the hybrid model that we yeah. talked about, room to room and the whole house rental. Definitely, man. So for our listeners just starting out Airbnb and they're starting from scratch, they're just getting the first property. Yeah. Can you walk us through the steps it takes to get the property up and what things you need to worry about, what kind of yeah. regulations? Of course, location is a key, guys. So, you mm -hmm. know, you want your property and if you want to do a house hacking and you're going to be spending money, uh, uh, you know, look for the right locations. Make sure it's uh, close to some of the major sectors, including high tech. Healthcare, so hospital, major hospital, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, big city. So uh, go into those area and then start out by uh, if you're gonna rent it, you're gonna uh, arbitrate it. You're gonna have to find a landlord that is okay for you and using the property for short term. Mm -hmm. So before disclose to your landlord mm -hmm. uh, what you're gonna use for. Uh, make sure they get a get a blessing from them for that. And so that's the two key things out of the way. But to get started. Pretty easy, mm -hmm. um, you know. We all the furniture here you see is on uh, is from Wayfair. Okay. Uh, so, uh, in the last year, we spent so much money on Wayfair. They gave us a great deal, <laughs> uh, and they gave us a, a representative. Yeah, just that take a free bed, dude. You spent too much money with us. Yeah. So <laughs> no, when we first started, I was we dropped like twenty thirty thousand in one property. It was way over the head for furniture. 
So now we cut it out to maybe 50% of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, buy furniture, make it look nice, uh, take a very nice photo. And you can do all this yourself, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, hire a photographer though, highly recommended. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, do all that. You know, you, you want to start out with a room, that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, install privacy lock, uh, okay. great instruction, great description. Mm -hmm. Post on Airbnb, step by step. It's really easy. It's yeah. easier than listing uh, anything on Craigslist. It's, it's just step by step process. Yeah. You know, list it on there and instantly within 24 hours, you start getting hits. Yeah, um, and you, you build up off of there. You know, uh, pay attention to your customer review. Uh, you know, they ask for anything, try to provide it, be a good host, and uh, start climbing up the ladder, be a super host, and eventually, um, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, see if you like the business too. That's something. Yeah. But it's it's great. I think I like it because I'm always, um, like I said, I've been in business a very long time. Yeah. And we own a lot of properties. And mm -hmm. going from holding a lot of long terms mm -hmm. uh, rental to move over to short term, short term is a, a lot more work, mm -hmm. labor intensive. Yeah. Um, but it's higher return, much higher return. Yeah. We, I have to break it down to percentage. We're gaining at least 25 to 30% higher than compared to long-term rental. Awesome, man. And for you guys don't know what a privacy lock is, it's an individual locks the door. We enter in a customized code. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty much automated. So then you don't have to be in there to open the door for your guests. Correct. Uh, we use uh, Yale Smart Lock with August. Mm -hmm. And what it does is whenever the guest checked in, mm -hmm. August will spit out a six uh, digit code mm -hmm. to their email and that code will only last during their stay. Yeah. So as the moment they leave, um, you know, we use a lot of automation at our company mm -hmm. now. Uh, we, Can you walk us through some of the apps that you use to kind of yeah. automate your day to day? And sure. how do you monitor noise too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we improved uh, quite a bit just uh, last, couple, uh, last couple of months actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so now the app that we use, of course, if you listen on Airbnb, uh, so the listing goes live on Airbnb, we use a lab called Price Lab. Mm -hmm. An app called Price Lab. Um, what it does is it takes your listing and it studies all the pricing, all your mm -hmm. competitors, and it knows uh, what events coming into downtown San Jose that weekend. Mm -hmm. So the prices fluctuate up and down. Mm -hmm. So you, you maximize it. Uh, why people, um, uh, a lot of people use smart pricing that Airbnb provide, but mm -hmm. Airbnb always try to sell your room as fast as possible mm -hmm. at, at any rate. Yeah. So it doesn't really compare the pricing of your consumer. So we'll give you the best pricing model, essentially. Correct. So Price Lab, uh, we use that one of the app, and then we use uh, Smart BNB. Uh, Smart BNB is a very good software for you to do automation. So, uh, like I say, the, the cool thing about our business right now is that eighty percent of people are amateur. They they manage their own listing. And yeah. They, they use smart pricing. They mm -hmm. uh, message the guests themselves and. Just overwhelming sometimes, yeah, right? Smart BNB does all the automation messages. Mm -hmm. Like they can spit out welcome message, mm -hmm. check in with the guests, and if guests say I need Wi-Fi password, and boom, automatically send it to them. The smart Airbnb is not run by a person; it's software, right? It's software. It's an app. Okay, correct. Uh, and then on top of that, of course, we adding on like uh, August Lock, where we uh, use mm -hmm. the code I mentioned earlier, um, and then Noise Aware. Noise aware is a, a little device that we just close to our guests that, you know, with a mm -hmm. certain noise level, yeah. the app will automatically send them a message. Mm -hmm. Let them know that, could you please keep this to a certain level? Yeah. And then a couple of warnings that they'll ping us and we'll contact the guests. How do you feel about having cameras like right in front of the house for your guests? I recommend in front door only, but uh, okay. around, like if you have a pool, put it at the pool and then let the guests know. And that's just yeah. for safety purposes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but I we only use camera outside. Not okay. inside the house. Definitely. Yeah. Privacy is 
privacy is a key. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, you don't want to get into any lawsuit. You don't want to make your guests feel super uncomfortable. Like, am I being watched? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, if you haven't stayed at Airbnb, you should come, you know, check it out. And, uh, you know, we, uh, it's a good experience. And sometimes when you, you want to start this business, it's good to kind of go mm-hmm. see what people are doing. Definitely. Yeah. Can you walk us through like a story or a challenge or a funny incident that happened with Airbnb rentals that you, you encountered recently? Oh man, we got crazy stories. <laughs> we got all kinds of stories. Uh, but one of the uh, crazy story was um, uh, this, this uh, Airbnb. We have a luxury Airbnb on uh, mm-hmm. on the strip of Santana Road. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, when we first started out, we we want to maximize everything. Yeah. So we were just learning, right? So we did uh, instant book for one night. Oh, wow. And what that does is lava parties. You know, yeah. People just book one night for partying, go all out, right? Yeah. So I have this crazy luxury pack on uh, Santana Road with the strip view. Santana Road is in San Jose, by the way. Correct. Yeah. So, um, and if you come to San Jose, you gotta come check out Santana Road. Hit me up. I'll take you to Santana Road. Grab a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we have this group of guys booked the place. Of course, had a crazy party, and it was like. 1 a.m. We got a phone call from the police saying, "Like, is this your Airbnb? Come take care of it right oh now." God. And it was like, "What do you mean?" Like, you know, like um, so. Uh, immediately, uh, they got in a fight, and someone threw a chair out the window. Out of the window, flew down to the strip, and it shatters, and it's like freaking in, in, in like the middle of Friday night. Oh my god! Uh, and uh, I had to send my guys out there because I was out of town during that time. So all guys came out, went out there, talked to the police, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, had it. We had to take care of that situation right away. Luckily, the property is local. I mean, we have some other property in LA, San Francisco stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went out and took care of it. And, and um, that's our first claim with Airbnb, right? We filed yeah. a claim, uh, fixed the window, did all that. HOA came and regulated us. Uh, and we learned that, that that guy who had a party and threw the chair out, he works for Airbnb. <laughs> so I was like, what? So what irony. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the, the claim went through pretty smoothly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, it's a lot of crazy story. And again, go back to the single day booking. That's the mistake we learned. We, mm-hmm. we don't, yeah, we don't like a uh, single day instant booking yeah. because we don't want to, you know, uh, we, we want to focus on the work workforce. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our properties are around um, hospital high tech companies. Mm-hmm. So this one is downtown. We have a lot of uh, property near Google, mm-hmm. Mountain View, mm-hmm. uh, near Cisco high tech company, and mm-hmm. we have uh, a few property around the hospital. And what we like about that is that the travel nurse, they, mm-hmm. they, they stay a lot of our property yeah. like near hospital and the, the family. There's actually a lot of them too. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that too. I was talking to Tom recently and he's like, yeah, like travel nurses book up a lot of our Airbnbs. You know why, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's cheaper for the hospital to hire someone mm-hmm. uh, by a contract yeah. than put them, pay them a California, Northern California salary. Because mm-hmm. uh, for a nurse here, you easily have to pay them over 150000 a year yeah. versus a travel nurse. They only get up to maybe a contract of thirty, forty thousand, like two, mm-hmm. three months. It's awesome. So it's very affordable it's now. So a lot of hospitals are doing that. A lot of high tech companies are start doing that. Yeah. They they hire uh, by contract. Yeah. So we have a group of people from Japan that works for Google on the mm-hmm. project and they come out and stay on our property for like three, four months. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's cool. They, yeah. they they come, they enjoy the place and uh, yeah. Yeah, so we providing the properties to those mm-hmm. to those people. So going back to your story of the whole fiasco thing that happened, when you came time to file your claim against Airbnb, well, how was that process? And like, what was the number of amount of money that they would actually cover for damages? Oh yeah, Airbnb cover up to one million. Oh, wow. uh, for uh, personal. They're pretty smooth damage. with that. They pretty no smooth. Problem. They pretty smooth. Uh, some to some extent. I mean, they they want you to number one file the claim right away. Yeah. And number two, document everything. So we take mm-hmm. a photo. 
we have contractor coming out, get invoice, uh, mm-hmm. receipt, everything yeah. uh, before and after Ferdo subject submitted to them. We mm-hmm. usually get the payment within two weeks. Oh, wow, that's very yeah, nice. Two, three weeks. Is there a time sensitive situation where you have to get it done with ASAP? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Uh, can we fix all property all the time? Can you remember we're, we're like, uh, instant, like we do instant booking, two days minimum. So we have to turn our property fastest. Yeah. So if you're going to do Airbnb, then you know, check it out. If you, uh, get into Airbnb business, you want to learn, you know, how do you increase your occupancy rate? You can go on your competitor listing, mm-hmm. uh, look at the listing and see uh, how many days they booked in the last couple months. Yeah. And then see if there any blockout. Because usually a lot you of people. You know what a blockout is? Yeah. Uh, blockout when the owners kind of have to block it out because they don't have enough time to turn around. Yeah. They do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they are family member that are coming in. And for any reason, they block yeah. it out because they can't turn the property mm-hmm. enough. And that blockout creates higher, uh, higher vacancy. Mm-hmm. Because when you're traveling, you look at the calendar and you, you want to book uh, like consecutive week. Yeah. Two, three weeks, right? Yeah. You have a block around the middle, mm-hmm. you lose a guest right there. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we try not to have any block out at all. We turn our property really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, guest check out at 11. We usually have the property done and ready for the next guest by 3 p.m. Yeah. And I think, as you mentioned before, that you're using a bunch of apps to kind of automate everything. Yeah. What about the stuff you can't automate, like cleaning the units? Do you have other services? We do. We're like automating uh, cleaning now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use an app called Prop. Properly, uh, properly. What it does is create a profile with the cleaner, and mm-hmm. we uh, it's automatically integrate all the listings to mm-hmm. there. Then we have uh, we have ten cleaners now, so we assign the cleaners out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so the cleaner have their own schedule. Yeah, uh, they can plan the week out. So uh, you know, they see one week in ahead. Yeah, uh, unless there's instant booking, mm-hmm. they notify someone they're instant booking, so they come in and they plan out the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever that. The room that need to turn right away, they mm-hmm. prioritize those rooms. Yeah. They go in, they turn those rooms. Yeah. So currently, room rental, we have over, uh, I would say, 48 rooms right now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So and a lot of rooms. <laughs> yeah. And for you guys listening, like, there, there are companies formed to create the automation for you. Correct. So it's not do it yourself. It's not you manage your own booking. It's not you clean your own units. Like, there's apps out there and services that are made, that are created because of Airbnb. And, and for the listener, if you are a, an app writer or uh, an API writer, love to work with you. I'm looking to build a API integration that allow all property management company to uh, speak with all the other channels mm-hmm. more smoothly. So uh, at this point, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, you know, hit me up. We'll chat. Uh, I love to expand that. Yeah, area. definitely. I think for the next segment of the podcast, we'll be focusing more on Evan. So we'll ask him, hey, Evan. What is your biggest why? What is your source of inspiration why you do the things you do? For you, for you guys listening, Evan's one of the biggest hustlers in the Bay Area. Uh-huh. We want to sit here and we want to pick his brain. You know? Man, uh, biggest why. Um, well, I, I think my, uh, my biggest why right now, and a lot of people are kind of using this as well, is it are, are my kids, my family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I first started out, any hustler, you, you just you just bust your ass off, you know what I mean? Do everything. Mm-hmm. I started work, working since I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, I, uh, like everyone, I'll do everything it takes to, to make it, yeah. you know, from working at the restaurants to all the way to, um, you know, doing flipping houses, fixing houses ourselves, and, 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 and until today. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest why has always been uh, for me is, you know, be there for my family, create a passive income where I don't have to work. I can start scaling down, uh, you know, my time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like instead of going out there and be there presently, uh, focus the time on my family. So mm-hmm. if you watch my feed, I spend a lot of time with my family 
I do a lot of things with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's my biggest why. That's my biggest drive. Yeah. And, and also teaching my kids throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's another why too. Yeah. You know, don't just, I just don't do it and then provide. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that they understand the, the process mm-hmm. of uh, earning. You yeah. know what I mean? So doing the hard work. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's my biggest uh, why right now. And also, uh, you know, taking the challenge of building this company. Mm-hmm. So we started this company uh, about nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been growing pretty fast. Yeah, it, it, it uh, snowballing. Uh, and uh, we've been blessed with that. Uh, so our goal is to, to um, you know, to hit 100 properties by the end of uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. We're about 54 properties right now. So it's getting... getting so you probably hit 200, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing is that doing this is leading us to other things. Like we're now having... Uh, hotel owners reaching out to us and mm-hmm. wanted to do a hybrid model where they want us to come in. So we're doing one right now on Post Street in San Francisco where we're turning a, a boutique hotel into uh, a self-checking hotel using our software. Yeah. So so now we're pilot, we have eight rooms there and they are um, running very smoothly, self-checking and out. They don't even go to the lobby. They just go straight to the room and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, done. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So I also want to add the fact that I you know Evan's also very involved with our community as well. He does a lot of volunteer work, philanthropy work. You know, like, you know, he gives back too. Like, he makes sure that everything's well balanced. And I feel like that's also a strong part of his character too, just to teach and to learn, to do something that puts him out of his comfort zone to give up more. Yeah, I think definitely you are. You always, uh, you know, you, you only as good if you go as far as by yourself. But mm-hmm. you know. So I think our my motivation has always been you know reach back reach back pull someone up and, and push the person in front of you forward. Um, so that always always been my model. It's give back to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we you know also one of the founder of the uh, the Vietnamese uh, organization. Yeah, uh, tell us about Vinar. Yes, we uh, found the Vinar in two thousand and fifteen. Uh, VNAP with the uh, uh, yeah, explain what VNAP is like the abbreviations. Yeah, VNAP is the Vietnamese National Association of Real Estate Professional. Uh, prior to 2015, we uh, don't have a representation for our real estate professional, so we found an organization to pretty much create a network uh, and bridge everyone together mm-hmm. and provide quality educations. And we, we, we do provide a lot of quality classes. We bring in coaches that can provide classes for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way it will help you if you're looking to get into real estate business and you don't have to be Vietnamese to mm-hmm. join the organization. As a matter yeah. of fact, uh, most of our events, uh, you know, 60, 80% to 80% sometimes are non-Vietnamese. They yeah. want to come network, learn how to do business with the Vietnamese uh, people in the community mm-hmm. uh, or do deals, any, anything like that. So we create a lot of classes uh, that uh, can, can, can increase your productivity, your leadership skill, mm-hmm. anything that you you, you want to get involved, uh, check us out on vnarp.org, uh, V-N-A-R-P.org. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of big classes uh, coming up this year. Yeah, this it's a pretty big organization. It's pretty miraculous how fast it grew, too. And you guys have like a couple of thousand people. Not as fast as age, yeah. <laughs> but you guys are an in-person community, age and online community. Correct. Yeah. It's a bit different, but it's they throw some pretty extravagant events as well. They have a taste of it now, comes out every single year in the... Bay yeah. Area, so you guys are interested in coming out. Thank you. you definitely have to come up with that. Yeah, Taste of Vietnam is a community event that we do every two years. Uh, it's a very extravagant event where we highlight three uh, important elements uh, food, fashion, and culture. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's provide a platform for people to come in and 
understand more about the Vietnamese community. So if you know a Vietnamese friend, they probably, <laughs> they probably like take you to pho. But when you come to taste Vietnam, we introduce you to everything else. Yeah, the authentic feel of our culture. Correct. Awesome, Yeah, Evan, do you have any morning routines that you follow? Any affirmations that help you focus on your mindset and develop it and help you attack your day? Yeah, I, I think staying disciplined. Uh, you know, we so people are so caught up with uh, being busy. And uh, for me, you know, my morning is when I it start at night, actually, right before I go to bed. I, I look at my schedule and, and I kind of kind of visualize my days out mm -hmm. a little bit. And I wake up early in the morning and I spend about 15 minutes kind of meditate just, just, mm -hmm. just to sit there and kind of, uh, you know, reflex. Uh, you know, 15 minutes is usually how long it takes for me to make my coffee, too. So it's <laughs> so easy to ding, it's done. <laughs> plug everything in and, you know, I'm so systematic. I, I have everything on the uh, yeah. Alexia, just voice controlling, you know, come on and grind my bean and not do other process. And I sit down and wait for my coffee and just start to meditate, mm -hmm. plan on my day. Uh, visualize uh, some of the things I would be doing mm -hmm. uh, that day and, and then execute it. Um, I'm a byproduct of execution. Uh, I fail forward very often. Um, so I do a lot of things. I, I, I learn by making mistakes. So mm -hmm. uh, one thing about my trade is I, I don't give up. Mm -hmm. So if I hit roadblocks, I, I go around and I figure it out uh, and come back, do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah. Uh, and um, so don't, don't, don't overthink it. Yeah, uh, the, the analysis think, paralysis. Correct. Um, and we tend to do that. We, you know, we we tend to be afraid of not doing anything. Like for us, um, when we started this Airbnb, uh, you know, property management company, we we're, we're like afraid of this. We're afraid of the ordinance. We're afraid of local laws. And 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 and, and, and like you know what? We can only sit here and, and overanalyze mm -hmm. anything. But just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Get out there. We made tons of mistakes. Some yeah. mistakes cost us more money than others, but we learned. Yeah, and we're learning. We just grew. Yeah. So the way I think of it as is that you never quite lose; you always learn. You right. know, I think that the person who actually takes the action to do what they need to do to get to their goals are often the ones who get further in life. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are in analysis paralysis where they want to plan everything out to be perfect. But the truth is, anything you do, including real estate, it's like it's never perfect. It never turns out the way you want it to turn out. Yeah. You know, so you have to be ready for that. And I want to mention that, you know, like I talked to a lot of successful people in the podcast, Evan included, is that they have a really set routine. Yeah. You know, they're very systematic. They wake up, do, do some sort of meditation, and they do some sort of visualization. You kind of visualize how they're going to approach their day. Right. Um, that's a strong practice that I feel like a lot of very successful people tend to do. And I think that's very important because it's so easy to, like, go inside an office and being pulled by multiple directions. Mm -hmm. Like if I go in the office and my staff say, Evan, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they are predicting or they, or they are designing my day for me. Mm -hmm. and I, I can't have that, right? Yeah. So I have to stay really focused on, you know, and I like to win the first thing in the morning. So yeah. again, start out with small wins, win every day. Yeah. Um, so if you have a list of things that you needed to do, mm -hmm. um, find a few things that you know you can get it done right away. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, good. Well, on to the next task. Yeah. Right. I love that. It's a great mentality. It's a growth mindset mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like to be a winner. And then again, you don't want anything to disappoint yourself. So don't attack your biggest issues, right? The first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, when you know it's going to take some time to get to, uh, get, get, collect your win first. You know yeah. what I mean? Get the easy one out of the way. Yeah. 
whether it's uh, going to the gym or hitting at two miles or, uh, uh, you know. Calling. I don't know those are easy goals. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, you know, like it's a mindset. And, and I hate being a loser uh, or losing uh, in, in a sense. And, yeah. and I'm not talking about like, you know, a competition or anything like that. Just yourself. Yeah, you are a competition yourself. You are a competition to yourself. That's it. And, no else. and you got to win first place all the time. So, you know, start out first thing in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. And boom, okay. Mm-hmm. On to the next item. Also, the other thing I want to highlight is that, you know, Evan has remarkable consistency. You have to be super consistent and persistent in your goals every single day because you can't be discouraged after a week or two. You don't Set a goal. Set a goal and hit it. Um, like we started nine months ago and we're like, we want. 100 property in two years, right? So we we got to 54 property just right uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we hit the, the numbers that we wanted to get. We want to net, let's say we want to net a million in two years. Uh, so we 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 wanted to set that goal and then start looking at our goal and go after that. You know what I mean? And you can, uh, you can have some setback, uh, some obstacle, uh, you know, some mm-hmm. issues can arrive. And just, just remember that you have a goal and you you're determined to get to that goal no matter what yeah i feel like a lot of our listeners tend to be discouraged by setbacks how do you personally overcome your setbacks um like i say you know you're um, some setbacks are bigger than others and i think you have to have a big enough of a why mm-hmm. for your goal mm-hmm. then you can overcome those setbacks um don't be discouraged um mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's easy to say but it's easy to say. Um, it takes a lot of reflection to get over it. It does. It does. So, um, you know, so rank yourself with the support system. I think that's a key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sell not only yourself, the vision, the, the goal that you actually set to yourself, mm-hmm. but sell it to, to the people that you associate with, mm-hmm. right? Uh, your, your teammate, your, your staff, uh, your spouse, your loved one, mm-hmm. sell that vision mm-hmm. because they are your support system. Definitely. So they are the one that can help you do your setback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many times I'm like, God damn, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And uh, it'd be either my wife or someone else say, remember, we, we say we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We, we got this. Yeah. Right. We got this. And it's okay. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. There's always solutions for mm-hmm. everything. Right. And then we overcome those setbacks. And then, you know, so, so, so focus on that, you know, build a support system around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a saying that the, the top five people that you associate with on a daily basis. Yeah. So reflects to your annual Income. Seven five people. Yeah. So yeah. so find that the group of people that sell them that vision mm-hmm. and let them know that, hey, I need to get there. And this is how I'm gonna do it. This is how long it's gonna take me to do it. Mm-hmm. And these are the things I'm gonna do. Yeah. Sell it to them and like, okay, I need you on board with me. Definitely. And then there's a couple of you know takeaways from what Evan just said, you know. One is like take action. Don't be scared. Take action. This is how you learn, it's how you get better. Two, just have your be consistent. Yeah. And three, have your support system. Yeah. Like knowing Evan, he always has an entourage around him. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know about that. <laughs> he's always has a great support system. That, yeah. You know, he sets all these big audacious goals, and it always seems very realistic how crazy it sounds every time Evan talks about it. You know. Yeah. But that's how much he believes in the vision. Correct. And it personally starts in yourself. Like you have to believe that it's possible. Otherwise, it's not going to be possible. And it's okay to fail. Um, you know, I, I tell my team this all the time. So it, so it, so we fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we learn from it and go keep going forward. So you can fail, fail forward, and you know, keep keep going at it. Uh, you know, uh, the, the same thing I tell my kids all the time. Right? You're you're gonna fail. 
mm-hmm. and this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna cry. It's yeah. gonna hurt, and uh, you're gonna keep going. Definitely. I think like, what society does to us as well is that you know it makes failing seem like such a bad thing. Yeah, but it's not. It's the best way to learn. Correct. Don't be afraid to fail. Absolutely, and 100 percent on that. Um, the the people that tends to and you watch all these coaches or you know anything online um, or even photographer. I love watching uh, a, a good photography, like a good image. It takes a lot to get to that perfection, right? The lighting, the uh, uh, the, the tone, and, and the depth of the image. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a photographer probably you know hours and hours to set up for that perfect shot. Mm-hmm. In a shot, it's just a millisecond click, and then boom, yeah. you get that photo, right? So I think, I think that's something that we have to do. We have yeah. to treat everything like you have to focus, focus, and 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 do it. And you have to keep working at it every single day because you know there's no such thing as overnight successes. You no, work for no years and years, and that one moment we catch at the right moment we will seem like an overnight success, but it isn't. It's tons of years of hard work and labor to get to where you need to get. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I. You know, like when I first started out on Airbnb, I would still today, I still put together furniture, mm-hmm. you know, clean up and, and you know, do, do anything it takes to get to that perfection that you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, so keep trying, um, you know, uh, I, I would say uh, keep hustling, but I say, keep, you know, also work smarter too. You know, mm-hmm. know, uh, know, know how to spend your time wisely. Definitely. Uh, your, it's so your priorities, right? Uh, yeah, so just, just, just a lot of people are, they want to do a certain thing mm-hmm. and they also want to have fun. And, you know, they party the night before and then <laughs> they, then the next day, half a day, they, they trying to recover. Yeah. And they lose a day right there when mm-hmm. they can just focus on doing something that take them a little closer to their goal. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that uh, staying focused and uh, have good support system mm-hmm. and, and, and just, you know, push yourself. Challenge yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I, I love what you've been doing as well. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I see that you're, uh, I know you like when you first started out, uh, you know, and then yeah. come to all these classes, you're always eager to learn. Like, yeah. You ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've seen so many people like that, that now they're so successful. I've seen some people start away. You started it um, a couple Sean of years Han. ago. Sean Pan, yeah. uh, uh, even Kenny Chong. I remember when Kenny Chong, Kenny Fast from, uh, Oakland, he's probably one number one top agent mm-hmm. in in open era right now. And when 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 Kenny first started out, dude, he just like a little kid walking around asking tons of questions. How do you do that? How do you do that? And then he just excel. Yeah. So I think ask a lot of questions. Uh, uh, if you're watching this and you're first starting out or you're struggling, you have some issues, guys. You know, you want something so bad. Keep going for that solution. Like ask questions. There's a tons of mentors out there. Exactly. Um, People are more generous than you think they are. They just are. Ask. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the the the, the culture that that um, in our industry, uh, you know, people very open. Mm-hmm. You can't eat everything yourself. There's yeah. just no. You can't take, eat the whole entire elephant. You know, it's good enough for everyone. Yeah. And what is mindset? Correct. Uh, share, and you learn something every time you you share. Um, so uh, that that's a cool culture. That's awesome, man. So Evan, how can we find out more about you and reach out to you? Um, well. My, uh, you can you can DM me directly on IG. I'm pretty active on there. It's Silicon Valley Realtor, um, and uh, you can just hit me up. Uh, my uh, 
you know, my phone number, you know, I'll leave all the details to Brian. Uh, so anyway, that's my daughter just walked in and uh, that's the call for us to go out to the party. Yeah. But um, uh, hit me up on uh, uh, IG and have any questions, you, uh, you know, or you have some ideas you want to share with me. Uh, I am scaling my business and I'm looking to expand in other location, uh, you know, or open up to uh, any other, uh, any type of collaboration. So hit me up. Definitely, I'll include all the information in the show notes. Evan, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cool.